God, Becky, look at her butt. It is so big. She looks like one of those rap guys' girlfriends. Who understands those rap guys? They only talk to her because she looks like a total prostitute, okay? I mean, her butt is just so big. I can't believe it's just so round. It's just out there. I mean, gross. Look. She's just so black. I like big butts and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. All right, boys, and with that, I welcome you to the week four of the Derek Zoolander Keeper League for kids who can't read good and want to do other stuff good, too, podcast. I'll be your host, Akembe, and with that, I have a special guest on the program today. Um, You know, it's that time of the year. The seasons are kind of changing. The weather's changing. It's getting a little cooler, and... I think it's officially ass-eating season. So with that, I'm going to welcome onto the program uh, Scott, the co-manager of ass-eating season. Scott, it's good to have you on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be on, and uh, ass-eating season has officially begun. I don't know that ass-eating season ever fully stopped, but you did get rid of the name for a little bit. I actually do want to ask you about that. Are you, are you sticking with ass in season 2.0 or are you going back to just ass in season? Um, it's 2.0 because you know, different season, different. So, but next year, are you going to be 3.0? It'd be like 4.0 Four. I like it. So we're just going to skip out of 3.0 into ass in season <laughs> 4.0. Okay. Um, so, um, with that, I don't I don't really have too much of an intro today. I uh, I sent uh, my friend a bag of shit last week. I kind of talked about that. He got the shit. Uh, he actually took it really well. He opened it with his bare hands, which um, was actually disgusting. I like I sent him I sent him gloves. Yeah, he's. If anyone looks at the picture um, that I sent to you guys, he is using his bare hands to to hold that sandwich. So some props to him um we're gonna do that next year for sure we're gonna have a rivalry week uh i i want people to use these podcasts as a chance to maybe start rivalries if you don't really have have one uh phil and ian certainly started a hell of a rivalry uh through the chat um earlier this week i was a huge fan of that um so yeah that's that was really all i got for the intro i think uh Ass eating season is kind of America's team, so I don't know that you guys have a rival. Either that or everyone's your rival. I don't really know. We'll figure it out. If you want to talk a little shit to anyone uh, throughout the podcast, I would enjoy that. Um, but with that, well, we're just going to get straight into it. We're going to go into week three's matchups. Uh, is there any matchup you want to start out with? Nah. Uh, nah. Okay. <laughs> My team just sucks, but. You know, Melvin Gordon came back yesterday, and it was like, God damn. Like, yeah. I got a fighting chance now. It's like, things are looking up. Yeah, so we're, we're going to get into that. I guess we'll do your team first. Let's go straight into your team. Um, you played Phil last week, who Phil, huge fan of the Smack Talk uh, out of Phil. We're, go, we're going straight into that matchup. You got to give him the credit, you know? Phil's got himself a pretty good team. So, uh... What did you think of your team last week? Uh, pretty poopy. Pretty poopy. <laughs> was a huge disappointment. I had to trade to get Tom Brady back, which was a fucking nightmare. But that trade, I got to tell you, 
because that kid Hardman can ball. Yeah, so what did you think about Ian making that trade and only asking for Joe Ross from you? It cost me 15 fantasy dollars. That's what it pretty much cost me. That was the waiver to get Joe Ross? Is that is my even yeah. saying his name? Um, so, yeah, I drafted Nicole Hardman pretty late in the draft. So not only – I'm just going to say it. I think you you trade-raped him. I actually think you – I'm sorry, Ian, like – I, I honestly hope you guys used protection on him because it's not like it's just you. You and your partner's Evan, right? Yeah. You guys both sexually assaulted Ian there. Like, it was kind of like double penetration on Ian's poor asshole on that one. And I don't know. Joe Ross could certainly go out and have himself a big week. But... Uh, a- numbers does. Yeah, yeah, I mean, AJ Green is coming back pretty soon, so you have to wonder how long he would even have you know that much john ross i've been calling him joe that's how that's how much disrespect i have uh, apparently towards him but um you know aj green's probably coming back pretty soon so you sold him about as high a value as he'll likely ever have you got uh tom brady who has put up 20 just under 26 25 20 um, you got Hardman, who might end up being one of the better keepers uh, going into next year. Even if he's not, uh, Watkins gets hurt a lot. Uh, Ty Hill is hurt right now. So I'm just going to say, you guys really, I think, won that trade. I know he was already trying to trade him to Stern, uh, John Ross. So, yeah, I yeah I liked that trade for you guys. Major props. Did you start that? How did that happen? Did he, did, uh did he text Evan about it? I've been pitching quarterback, and he can help me out, I guess. And he's like, I'll take John Ross. And, you know, <laughs> he has a lot of belief in John Ross, so go for John Yeah, Ross. I mean, I do wonder because he is trying to he package him in a deal already. But, um, yeah, I whatever. You know, it, it is what it is. I've, I've been wrong before. Maybe I'll be wrong now. But that was a big trade for you. Tom Brady looks nice on your team. Um you guys didn't have a big week. I mean, you only put up 121, obviously. Um, but yeah, this is a good team, though. So I mean, what what do you think? Because I'm not gonna recap your team too much because it's gonna be completely different with uh, Melvin Gordon. What do you think of it with Melvin Gordon? A lot better if Michael Thomas had Drew Brees back, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, Teddy can find Michael Thomas more. Yeah, so. I mean, he's. He he wasn't he wasn't too bad. I mean, he's had 19 and 16 with him. It's not off. Obviously, you want more. Um, I see Charles Godwin has a Q next to his name. I hope that yeah, he. Yeah, a little you, worried about yeah, that. Yeah, you guys. I, I got that kid Hardman, man. Yeah, you guys, and you have Amari. You have Kirk. All those guys were good for you last week. Um, Vance McDonald's only got you two. Sony Michelle got you seven, but now you have Melvin Gordon coming in there. Um, you you don't even play Josh Jacobs, which that was a good call. He was kind of hurt last week, but I liked the Josh Jacobs pick. Um, Hardman, Singletary. Wait, I forgot. You guys have like all these keeper options. It's gonna be between Hardman, Singletary, uh, Hawkinson, and Melvin Gordon, dude. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon, who's like almost an obvious one right there. Um, it has to be. Godwin is still a solid one. You guys kept him. It's like not even talking about Sony Michelle. So yeah, uh, you guys had a disappointing week, but it's not even worth getting in too much into your team because now it's complete. You just added another first round pick to it. Uh, exactly. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into to Phil's team here. Uh, what did you think about Phil's team last week? Because this team went off. It's just like, 
I'm winning up until like three o'clock. I'm like, oh wow, you know, my percentages look nice. I got a chance. Shit talking might commence, and then like he fingers the fantasy god or something, or the fingers the fantasy goddess makes that bitch come, and his team exploded. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> fingered her until she exploded. Like literally, it just went from like me being up with like a sixty-two percent chance to me being down with like a twenty-four percent chance, and Angular, you know, you yeah. weren't dropping passes like you're dropping babies and shit. You see that video? Yes, that was amazing. Uh, it still had twenty-three. Should have had more. Uh, yeah, that was that was hysterical. You gotta yeah, love the Philly fans. Two babies and what did you ran them into for a touchdown after? You really got to love the Philly fans. Uh, he had 23 points. Josh Gordon at 14. Kittle hasn't even been that good. I, I mean, he's had 13, 8, and 11 and a half. And he hasn't even needed him yet. I don't know what time these games started, but uh, the Mark Ingram had 35. Because honestly, he had... What? He only had two players. He had, he had three players actually do well. And... Um, I think that's actually the sign of a really good fantasy team is you don't have to have guys that put up 20 every week. You just want to have some guys. If you have like five guys that could get you 20, 25, and two to three of them get you that 25 every week, that's kind of all you need. And that's what he did. He had 23, he had 35, he had 23. And then mostly everyone else was just okay. I don't know what's wrong with Devontae Adams. Um, I need a tight end. Yeah, so you guys, Vance McDonald's, they just made that trade there. Um, I guess we'll get into a little bit more on that when we make the game picks. But um, TJ Hawkinson went from 25 to 1-7 and 1-1. Uh, still, I still think he's got a future there. But obviously, yeah, yeah that's a... Um, Whatever, but I'll tell you one thing. Phil ain't going to win. He ain't going to three-peat this year. Phil, you hear that? Is that scene season coming for him, or you just don't don't think he's winning? Yeah, I- I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Melvin Gordon can get me to the promised land, but I I would feel good about that. That certainly, I mean, it certainly helps your Only team. Shaq and Kobe and MJ can three P. MJ and <laughs> hey, You know, you're right. Not even Bama uh, can pull that off with Nick Saban. Exactly. Um, so unless Phil is Phil Jackson, his namesake, which is maybe possible. Um, we'll see. Um, yeah. But I also have another input. So. I think next year we should have, like, you know, the NFL is just, you know, a, literally a, a league full of goons. We should just have, like, a spot on the on the uh, roster spot that is niggas with priors with <laughs> the IR. Now, if, if like... Because, like, they're either, they're either hitting bitches or doing illegal shit, and, like, let's say, like, there's, like, five players in the office that are, are getting in trouble on the reg. Perfect. Now... I like that idea. If, as the commissioner, if I had the ability to make my own roster spot, I would put it. I would put uh, niggas with priors or maybe, like, you know, people who beat their wives. I could just make, like, a bunch. You know, if you beat your wife, you beat your kid. Maybe they, those could be two yeah, separate ones. Kids, um, or, you know, yeah, just, like, you know, it depends who on you beat. Camera, some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're on camera, if you're off camera, because, you know, if you're on camera, it's a little different. Uh, but if you're yeah. off the camera, people seem to not yeah, quite Nixon care. Tate when he was in Oklahoma? Holy shit. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I believe uh, Billy might have more than one guy who 
beat someone. And I know he's got Mixon. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the not okay team. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I got a lucky win against that team. That's actually, you know what? That's I think that's a good segue. Let's just we're gonna go straight into the not okay team against the the perfect team in this league. Seth's perfect team. I'm not sure how it's zero and three. Kind of bizarre to have perfection at zero and three. But this was a this was kind of just a mad matchup. I mean, one thirty six to one twenty seven. No like major standouts, but uh, we'll start with the not okay team. Do you like this team? Ian's team, it's it's me. Billy's team. Oh, Billy's. Team. Yeah. Okay. I like the word Ian. If you're listening, that he's got you on his mind. So. Um, no, we're, we're Billy's team here. Yeah. It's nah. not, the not okay team versus <laughs> Seth's perfect team last you know, week. Got some bad luck, but you know it's filling in the pieces, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, you, uh, you can't really tell yet. You know, it's early. Yeah, it's definitely early. Um, he's got good play. I think he lost Drew Brees, which was kind of. Just look yeah, at his bench. Tough. He did. Yeah, he lost Drew Brees. But he has Juju, he has Manny Sanders, he has really good running backs. He has David Johnson, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, uh, James White, who just had a kid last week, didn't play. Um, maybe I might make a roster spot for that, for if, you, if your baby mamas have it popping out kids, you could put That'd them on the, yeah, in the baby mama spot. Um, I like this idea, I'm going to definitely talk to Yahoo about that uh, in we the offseason. We should Antonio Primardi spot. <laughs> If you got like 12 kids, him and Phil Rivers could certainly uh, definitely get into that. Um, Billy, he doesn't qualify. He's got one baby mom. And that many kids? Ten. Oh. For more, he's got like eight baby mamas and like 14 to yeah. six Yeah, kids. Phil Rivers. Um, Spreading his soon. <laughs> they, as uh, me and Seth like to call him, uh, the Coxman. He's just kind of out there dishing it out. Uh, whoever will take it. Um, literally. Yeah, literally anyone that will take it. Um, but yeah, I I like Billy. I like your team. Billy's my fantasy partner. I think he's a good team. He drafted Darren Waller really late. Uh, one of the better keeper options at tight end. Like maybe other than Kittle, um, might be the best one. Although it also remains to be seen. They're using him a shitload. Um, there's kind of more weapons on the uh, Niners now. But either way, they're both nasty options. Uh, Billy seems starting to look good here. I hope he keeps the uh, team name because I already have his intro song for when he comes on the podcast week six. Nice. Um, it's going to be – should I say it or should I have it be a surprise? Let it be a surprise. Let it be a surprise? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I already got it planned out for you, Billy. Keep the team name. I don't even think he listens, but that's okay. The not okay team. Um, I'm going to make him listen, though. If he wants to come on, that's the rule of the podcast. you got to listen to at least one full one. Um, I like that you did it, but the records show that Scott listened to the entire podcast, earned his time here today. Um, but we'll we'll get to the to Seth's perfect team here. It's it's supposed to be perfect. I'm not sure that it is. It it's kind of all over the place. It, it starts out pretty well. He's got Ty Hilton. Moore's pretty good. Uh, Zeke is Zeke. Carry on. I thought was going to be really good. But I was sorely mistaken. I don't even think it's a talent thing. Yeah, I think they more just. Though, man, like you don't know. Like it's tough. Just go off. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Definitely. I mean, through through three though, he's at eight. He's at sixteen point eight and eleven point three. It's not a talent thing. Just for whatever reason, 
They're not using him that much. He's not really catching the ball a ton. But yeah, the, uh, the things could easily change as they go. But where it stands right now, I don't think Seth is... Wow, he's got Gronk on his bench just in case. That's pretty yeah, awesome. he's been stashing Gronk the whole year. Um, he actually isn't... I think he's coming back. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so that would actually be a nice keeper option for Seth because that... You know, if he doesn't win this week, which we'll get to that. I don't even know who he's playing, but he'd be 0-4. It would maybe be that time of the year to start thinking about it if you're 0-4 because that's kind of hard to come back from 0-4. Six teams make it, but yeah, uh, he said it himself. When you don't score a lot of points, that's like having to pick up an extra game. You know, he could tie someone that's in sixth place, but he's going to have to catch those points up. So... It would be difficult. Uh, I I guess he's keeping Ro- uh, Gronk. I can't blame him. He has an open roster spot, though. Let the record show that he put, I believe, Ty Hill on IR and did not pick anyone up. So I can see it if you look at his bench. Seth, you have an open roster spot. It's not filled. Um, nah, he's got an open IR spot, technically. That's a nigga with a prior. Is that what it, it looks to me like he... Maybe it was just from, like, <laughs> names with priors. And we're, um... I don't know. I like that. I think we're going to make that happen. Phil, um, <laughs> let's talk to Yahoo about that. Um, this this really wasn't the most exciting matchup. I don't think there's too much to say here. I'm actually surprised it was close. Uh, for Honestly, I, I don't really... I guess because Manny Sanders only had three is the only reason that it kind of was. Everyone on Billy's team did well, except for him. Um, I guess that seems wasn't that bad either. This this was not an exciting matchup. You know what? I don't even give a shit about this matchup. I don't know that either of them listen. They might. Uh, if you do, I'm happy. If you don't, um, I'm not spending too much time on your matchup. It, it wasn't a good one. The one I do want to get into, though, um, we're, we're not going to do mine yet. Um, feeling good against Run CMC. Are you ready for that one? Yeah. Because they're, they're – they're, the matchups were not too close this week. Two weeks ago, we had some crazy close matchups. Um, really, really, I guess the one before was actually the closest, and that was just that was a shitty matchup. It just yeah, it was, I've never seen points like this. Yeah, uh, Foster had a good week. I guess we'll start with Foster. He had a good week. Everyone on his team did did well. His worst player got him eight. Um, I'm trying to look at his bench. That he should he have started anyone different? Not really. Really well. That's kind of sucked. Eh, I mean, he lost by seventy, but still coming up a one five. Yeah. I mean, he would have beat. Um, let me see how many teams he would have beat last week. I think probably like seven or eight. Yeah, uh, he would have beaten. He well, let's see. He would have lost to one, two, three teams. He would have lost to three teams. Uh, he would have lost the Phil's team by just a couple. That would have been a close matchup. The other ones wouldn't have been as close. But yeah, 155. He had a good week. I know he was saying he wanted to maybe trade Julio or Thielen or um, Kelsey to upgrade at running back. And I suggested to maybe just wait it out a little longer. I would not trade Julio Jones. Yeah. I, 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 I sold Atlanta. Right yeah, I mean, Julio Jones has been... 15, 26.7.6, 26.8. Julio is a monster. He, one of those guys that kind of just could win. If Phil's team doesn't, sorry, Phil's team, if, uh, if, uh, on CMC doesn't just absolutely go the fuck off, he might have had two of the top scorers in the match. We'll get to his team. Um, but Foster's team did solid. Freeman got 11, Hyde got 8. I don't know that he needs to get a lot from his running backs because he has good receivers. Oh, Frank Gore Boy, got him 17. And Travis Kelsey helps a lot. Yeah, uh, he's, he's got good receivers. He needs to get lucky. And uh, 
pick up a running back. I don't know how much. Uh, did you guys get Gallman? Who got Wayne Gallman? Let me just. Look. I picked up Wayne Gallman. Your team got him, and I feel like you guys. I got bills on him. Yeah, I'm trying. I have. I'm in so many leagues. Oh, you guys only put in 22s. Uh, in another yeah, league, yeah, someone did like 40 for him. So I was saying to to Stern that he he needed to get him. So like to see 22. Um, you're, you're yeah, you kind of for you guys that was great for Stern to lose his number one pick. I feel like that's you got to put more. To, I have four. I have like four or five starting running backs. Yeah, uh, actually, just thinking when we get to your your team for the game picks, we'll get, definitely get into. But yes, you guys do. You guys, you stole him. I think Stern should have gotten him. Uh, but, I was surprised I got him so cheap. I like a little bit more. I was like, what the? Yeah, fuck? twenty. I like you know. I didn't put a bid for him. I th- kind of just thought a lot of people would put throw some money on it. But the point of that was that I said to Ryan that he should maybe. I think he still has a good amount of waiver budget. I said he should put in a bigger bid to get him. I was thinking, I didn't say a number, but maybe like 30s or so, because he has a chance. He he, I guess uh, he's two and one, but he's got a good team. He's got a chance to kind of really rack off some wins there if he had a true RB one. And they don't have the Giants running backs. It's, it's a joke. I saw they brought in like Zach Zenner. They're not looking to bring in Ajayi or C.J. Yeah, Anderson. They're throwing the ball more, but that's yeah. fine because Gallman will get some yeah. receptions. He, and I'm going to try and save some time for Daniel Jones here at the end. What He was fucking Dang. unbelievable. Unbelievable. We'll try and save a couple minutes for that at the end there. But, Foster, I, I thought you should have got Wayne Gallman. I really like your team. You need to find one guy in free agency, and when it happens – you got to put big money on it to get him because your team's right there. Your team is really like right there. It's kind of one running back off, um, kind of in the same way that your team was one running back off. And let's say you didn't have Melvin, that Gallman move would have maybe just been enough to get you a, a, to rack off some wins. But um, you do have Melvin, so obviously um, you just got two there. But what do you think about uh, Ron CMC? What do you think about this team? I think that's Javon. He's pretty nasty, but that's like his second week going over two hundred. I think. Yeah, I I think uh, it is. He's pretty fucked up. Yeah, this team is amazing. This team is it's amazing. It amazing. Um, Mike Evans and Keenan Allen last week combined for Mike Evans been shitting the last week. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because. He put, That's how bad the Giants are. Yeah, yeah. He, Mike Evans had 15 points through two weeks, and now he's at 60 through three. So uh, that's kind of to your point earlier when you were saying you could blow up any one week. Uh, and Keenan Allen pretty much putting up a 45. Yeah, they combined for, for I mean, just it's under 90. Four would have beaten my whole team. <laughs> um, we'll get to Stern's team. We were gonna, we'll get to Stern's team, but he put up 77. So uh, he could have beat Stern's team with two players, literally. And, and he it wouldn't have been that close. He would have won by like 11, 12 points over Stern's team with two players. Wow, he really did throw up his 77. I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, so I mean, that that's Ooh. not something that you see. I mean, he literally would have beaten another team that two weeks ago, we thought Stern had one of the best teams in the league. Obviously, he lost Saquon and he lost... Um, Antonio Brown, that was crazy. That that'll kill any team. But I yeah, mean, seventy-seven, uh, two players put up just under ninety. McCaffrey's a a fucking stud. Phil Lindsay got twenty-nine. Phil Lindsay's been 
uh, kind of all over. Ten and a half. He's had ten point six twice, and then twenty nine. Uh, that was kind of a weird game, but it kind of is also what I was saying before. He, if you have a lot of players that could score a lot of points, uh, they could kind of just alternate putting up a lot. And he happened to have like six of them just go off in one week. He didn't even need. He didn't need it, but he got it. The points always helps. Um, yeah. Look at this. I mean, Watkins. I think the trick to fantasy is honestly auto drafting. <laughs> I'm about to fantasy hockey, and I'm just gonna pick my first pick. I'm gonna auto draft the rest. See what happens. Yeah, I mean, why not? Uh, we'll. I think we'll do Mateo's team next. Actually, speaking of auto draft, but um, he's got an amazing bench. He doesn't even. He kept Marlon Mack. He doesn't even keep him. I'm sorry. He doesn't. Even, he didn't even play him. Didn't need to play him. Uh, Sutton is really solid. Madison looks awesome. He's just a handcuff, but he looks really good. Chris Thompson's really solid. Uh, Demarcus Robinson kind of came out of nowhere, but last two games have been amazing. And he has Golden Tate. Um, he is Alshon on IR. This bench is retarded. Yeah, I think uh, other than Matt, Madison and Rudolph. A lot of these guys would start on some teams or at least would be solid bye week options for almost any team. And this team is just loaded. Uh, this is going to be a really, really tough team to beat. I, actually, I might be playing him this week. I hope I'm not, but uh, I'm not. Okay, thank God. I'm not. We'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, this team is absolutely loaded. Um, okay, speaking of the auto draft, we were, we're going to talk about uh, – Shake and bake here. Who's in first place, by the way? Insane. Didn't draft his team. I mean, fucked up. Yeah, fucked up. That's it. It kind of, it kind of is. It's. I don't know if it's not a strategy because he didn't do it on purpose. But do you see any holes on this team? Yeah, it's a really good team. Yeah, there really isn't a hole on this team. Actually, when when Melvin Gordon comes back, that could fuck up Eckler's playtime a lot. Yeah, that's probably... Uh, does he have, like, someone to yeah, he does. He's got Greg Olsen on the bench. Yeah, he's, uh, Deshaun Jackson was hurt. That's what, I mean, we're just talking about flex at this point, too. Um, what's, Eckler was actually top 25 last year, even with Melvin Gordon, so yeah. it's not even that I mean, he'll still be solid. I don't, you might play him on a matchup basis, but uh, for your flex, he's got guys that he could kind of fill in there. DJ Chark Jr. looks awesome. 25, 18 and a half, and 17. He, this is a really good team. He lost Hunter Henry. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me feel like maybe I shouldn't draft my teams anymore. Yeah, it's all about the auto. It really, the computer knows what they're doing. Um, yeah, the team, literally back-to-back years, the two, I don't know if this is the best team. I think, uh, the last team we're talking about, uh, uh, Jablon's team is the best team, but this, this is an amazing team. Yeah. Um, pretty funny. I mean, Mateo was not even in the country while, when the draft happened, got, got one point from his defense, puts up just under 170. I mean, he absolutely blew Stern's team out. I don't even know if it's worth talking about Stern's team other than the fact that I just feel bad for him. I mean, <laughs> I... Stern's st- team has 
some pretty bad luck. Yeah. Saquon is out too. That yeah. really sucks. Yeah, he lost Saquon. He lost Antonio Brown. If you look at Stefan Diggs, he has put up less than 20 points this year through three weeks. Horrible. Yeah, I, you just I I feel I feel for him. And Nick Chubb was supposed to be a top 10 pick. He's been okay. I mean, 11 and a half, just under 20 and 17. Not enough to carry him though. Kenny Galladay's yeah. been all over. Um, I feel bad for this team. Yeah, no, the of getting hurt. Damn, yo, holy shit. Yeah. He, oh, yeah, and he lost Gallup. Terrible, terrible injury. Yeah, I'm looking at his bench. He has zero from AB. Njoku, who, Stern, you need to put him on IR. Uh, Gallup with zero got hurt. Dante Moncrief played, I guess. And, yeah, he played and got and got zero. Uh, Justin Jackson is now not even worth owning. Not that he was... He was worth owning before, but not, uh, you know, not nothing spe- special. But now with Melvin back, he's certainly not worth owning. Um, Edo yeah. Smith got a concussion. Uh, Phil Rivers, he just has a backup quarterback, I guess. I don't know what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been shitty, uh, at least for fantasy. Like, they're 3-0, and but... Uh, yeah, they, their defense has been carrying up. Yeah, he, he's put up, what is that, 40? Not Aaron Rodgers-esque numbers. Nah, nah. Uh, 40 points through three weeks. I feel like this is Murphy's Law with Stern Seam. Whatever can go wrong is just, this is a train wreck. Stern, him and I won a fantasy baseball championship. It was a pretty big league. Uh, we wanted to win badly. I, I mean, badly. And we did win. And him and I have been saying, him and I haven't had so much luck in fantasy this year. I think we used it all up for baseball. And I and I just, I can't complain. I wanted to win that badly. Um, I think it hit him harder than it hit, it hit me because this, Meek, I'm sorry. This is a disaster. I I hope you put up 200 this week. I really do. Uh, I'm, your big, yeah. I'm, I'm touchdown my pants as big as fan, but yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I don't have the game on, but apparently... Jamal Williams just got hurt pretty bad. I don't. I honestly. Yeah, he just took a shot to the head. Yeah, so I mean, for Billy there with Aaron Jones, that's even even better for that team. I mean, Billy's mixing David Johnson, Aaron Jones, just uh, that's amazing. Well, well, I guess we'll get to that with the game picks, but uh, I don't even want to talk about certain. Or I'm not even talking about your team. A kid in our league had had two players outscore you, would have blown you out by like 13 points. Uh, yeah. Anyone got Shepard on Green Bay? Uh, Shepard? I think he's a receiver on Green Bay. Well, he's the return man. He just got helmet down and knocked Oh, oh no, I, I highly, doubt, <laughs> highly doubt it. Oh, no, uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamal Williams was who I was talking about there, running back. Yeah. Uh, that's why I was saying Aaron Jones. But uh, well, He just got a case of CTE. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. The, this. Honestly, the head injuries in this game make me fucking cringe. Uh, Sterling Shepard had one what two weeks ago, and we let him play the Giants. Like I don't, I don't really, I don't understand. Yeah. But um, who else we got? We got my team, and did we hit all these matchups? We got. Yeah, we got two more. We yes. So we do we we did. We got one, two, three. We did we your team. More. We're just missing me and uh, Ian's team. Yes. So we'll do that one. My team, my team was a disgrace. I put up 115 points. Um, 
we'll, we'll do Ian's team second. Todd Gurley, uh, they, I, I thought his carries were going to come down. He's averaging about 15 a game, and I expected that. I expected 15, but I thought he was going to score a lot of touchdowns. I, th- I, you know, like, I was like, okay, he'll get like 70 yards, a couple catches, he'll get like four or five catches, he's going to score a lot. I didn't really mind that, but he's not, he's not scoring. He has one touchdown. He's not really catching the ball. He's put up 20, he's like 31, 32 points through three games, and he's been a, a joke. I'm like, beside myself that I took him there was no one I could have taken really over him in I you know I've looked through it yeah. I, I didn't necessarily fuck it up like it was really just carry on who went after him and he hasn't been that great either um but DeAndre Hopkins wasn't good he, he was okay I mean 13 Tyler Boyd had 13 I had said Gurley Leonard Fournette had 15 and I said this in the chat up until he had that 69 yard run he had 11 carries for negative eight yards Neg- and negative points, right? Uh, he had some catches. I, I he ended up with like six catches for twenty four, six for tw- yeah, six for twenty six. But we literally watching at home had eight more rushing yards than Leonard Fournette, and he had eleven carries. This man yeah. was supposed to be the next Adrian Peterson. If like you remember him coming out of college, he was supposed to be the next Adrian Peterson. This man is trash. I thought. Leonard Fournette was so much hype, dude. He was filthy in college. I, he, I watched a lot of college ball. He was nasty. You know? Yeah, you remember that one hit he had where he, speaking of CTE, he just bulldozed that one guy. He knew he was coming and lowered his shoulder. And you know what I'm talking about? I think it was by the sideline. He just, he absolutely ruined someone. And I'll never forget after that. He would run over people. Yeah. Um, it, it was kind of like, remember when Jadavion Clowney, uh, pancaked someone like one of the offensive linemen and destroyed that running back i think on michigan was it or michigan. yeah michigan. and like the hype went through the roof it was one of those that fournette had and fournette hasn't lived up to it i i thought this was kind of gonna be his year this is like his fourth year nah, he's a gamble he gets hurt a lot yeah i i did go over that in one of the podcasts he's missed 10 games and six of them were for disciplinary issues um i don't know like, Sterling Shepard in your lineup soon with Danny Dimes. Yeah, so that's actually an issue I'm having right now, trying to set my lineup. Um, Because you don't bench Todd Gurley. Uh, uh, No, you can't bench. I'm not. I can't really bench James Conner, and I don't really know how to bench Leonard Fournette. So I'm not benching DeAndre Hopkins. I I don't know if I can bench Tyler Boyd. It's really him or or Larry Fitzgerald, and Larry Fitzgerald's been amazing right now he's on fire yeah so you know if you look at my team who would you put him in for yeah that's you gotta go matchups more you know yeah i mean well i guess when we get to the game picks we'll see the matchups but most of them are pretty i mean under no circumstances am i benching deandre hopkins so there's that one um i don't think i would bench one of my running backs maybe i if it was a really bad matchup i would i do i want to see one more week of of uh Fournette and Connor. I, I don't. I don't think I could bench Todd Gurley. I don't I really. Don't know if I can. The week I bench him is the week he goes off. I think Fitz is the guy I could bench, but um, they play Seattle, and Seattle just got destroyed uh, last week. They absolutely destroyed Seattle. Uh, yeah, I don't understand that. Seattle just like flopped. Yeah, and that never happens at home. They got at absolutely blown too. out. Like, yeah, uh, that that never happens. My team was just not good. Uh, 
four out of Gurley, 15 from Fournette, nine from Howard, James Conner at seven. My issue is the, really my running backs. I If I said preseason Todd Gurley, Fournette, and James Conner would all bust, um, I think a lot of people would be surprised. I, maybe they wouldn't be surprised if I said one of them bust, you know, would be a bust, but all three, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm disappointed. I really am disappointed. I have a lot of receivers on my bench. Like you said, I can't even play Shepard. Tyrell Williams has been really good. Uh, his worst game was last week with 12. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to do about my team. I need to see one more week before I panic. But, you know, I think I spent too much time on my team even because I got blown the fuck out. We'll talk about Ian's team. Um, I do. I want to get to the game picks in like 10 minutes. So I, we actually did pretty good here. We're, we're good on time. Um, what do you think about Ian's team looking at it from last week? I mean, I it's just... I wish I drafted Lamar Jackson. Every time I see it, it pisses me off because I drafted stupid fucking Cam Newton over Lamar Jackson. Yeah, um, I don't know. I can't. I can't believe how good Lamar Jackson was. Yeah, it makes no sense. For fantasy, I always thought okay, he'd be good for fantasy just because he runs and all the time or whatever. Like he'd be solid, but he looks good as a passer even. And we have a kid in my other league who I can't, and I'm devastated that we, we let this happen. It's a two quarterback league, so the quarterbacks are very, really important. Um, yeah, he has Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. What the fuck? And they're his keepers, so he has them. We don't have this. So in our league, I made a rule: you can only keep a player for three years, um, and that's part of why I did that. I don't want someone having guys like that for their entire careers because this kid we don't have that rule has Mahomes in like I think the ninth and he has Lamar in the 11th which in that league Aaron Rodgers was like the fourth or fifth pick in that draft because you need quarterbacks if you think about it you start 24 of them there's only like 15 that are really even worth playing uh so Two quarterback leagues are really hard. Yeah, um, I'm not the biggest fan of it. But me and Billy do have Russell Wilson in the 10th round. We've had him his whole career. Uh, But, yes, so but back on track with Lamar Jackson. Absolute stud. Uh, uh, What do you think? His other position players, though, Edelman, Cup, Kamara went off. He streamed Burkhead. Um, Zach Ertz was okay. Uh, David Montgomery was okay. Ridley, uh, did he get hurt? Did he play yeah. Calvary? Yeah. Yeah, oh he played Ridley. But if you look at his bench, he, I think he actually cut Breda. Um, yeah, he cut Breda, but he didn't play him. Damn, John Ross 2.2. Yeah, yeah, John Ross. Um, but Curtis Samuel was good. Uh, Valdez Scantling was good. Duke Johnson is actually awful. Uh, not talent-wise, but they don't even think do not use him at all. Houston um, needs a running back. And yeah, they, I know the perfect person to go there. They have, I mean, they could they could sign. They worked out C.J. Anderson actually. They could work out Jay and Jai next year. Yeah, so that actually. Um, <laughs> Phil told me that. I think. I definitely agree. I was like, well, yeah, I could do that. Well, because Phil drafted Cream Hunt. I was gonna say we talked about it on his. I think that's a good keeper. A, re- a really good keeper because he's on a one-year deal. None of that money is guaranteed. The worst-case scenario for Phil would be that 
the Browns somehow keep him, like retain him, and it's just kind of like a split backfield. I, I doubt that happens, but yeah, it's not gonna happen. if if uh, I don't know, the Browns actually do have a, another running back that looks pretty good. I think if Houston called them and offered them something uh, legitimate for Kareem Hunt, that would be a match made in heaven. That yeah. that offense would be unbelievable. It's not thinking about it, that that's honestly something they should do. That 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 offense would be disgusting. Um, be amazing. But for now, uh, Ian drafted Duke Johnson pretty early. Rashad Penny, I don't know that he played. I think he might have. Yeah, caught. I dropped him and he picked him up. I drafted him really. Rashad Stop. Penny, yeah, he is um, hasn't really done too much. Um, but yeah, the, his his team is pretty good. It's good. He got got a little. I mean, he didn't get lucky, but a Cooper Cup's not going to put up thirty three uh, most weeks. He got twenty one from his man. defense. Um, I've been critical of his team. I've been saying he needs a second star player because he doesn't have one. It's it's Kamara, but he dropped That's one set. Third pick sucks. What'd you say? That's why having the first pick sucks. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I'm. Who was his? Second and third round picks. I actually don't even know. Looking at his team, I I guess he think he took David. Oh, Ertz and David Montgomery. I guess he kind of missed on Montgomery. If he hits on that, maybe it's different. Ertz hasn't been that good, but yeah, I, I didn't really want to have first pick this year. Uh, yeah, Ertz has Ertz has ten point four seventeen and ten point four. Um, David Montgomery actually is really good. He looks like a really good player. Before really that, good in college, but. I don't know how he'll be in the NFL. They don't use him a lot. Like I don't really know why he looked. He had 13 carries for 67 yards last week. He looks good. They just don't run it a lot. I, I don't know what the, the deal. Bears are whack. Yeah. Um. Actually, I forgot. I have all of the running back snaps up. Let me see. No. I'm... Sorry about that. Uh, it's good. I'm actually looking to see what the running back snaps were. For... So he got 67% of snaps last. He got actually pretty good. And uh, Cohen got 48%. Um, yeah. Yeah, inch, I don't know. I don't know. They need a, They need to run the ball with him. Oh, it's just a lot more. I don't really get – if Ian does get them to run the ball a lot more with him, this is a good team. But until then, it's going to be inconsistent. He's going to have weeks like this, and he's going to have weeks like he did. He's going to have to rely heavy on Lamar Jackson. Yeah, which, I mean, so far it's working out for him. But he had 177 last week, and he had 134 the week before. I think, yeah, so he's had about 135 twice. I think that's pretty good. I think that's might be his average is probably will be 135. But, um, all right, yeah, so we got we got all the – went through all the, the recap, every team. We're going to do the game picks. Uh, we got – let's see. We got 17 minutes, okay? So we got plenty of time. Are you ready for week four game picks? Yeah. All right, we're going to start. We'll start. We'll save our two teams for last. We're going to do uh, run CMC against Seth's perfect team. Now, keep in mind, this is 845 right now on a Thursday. There's a game happening. And at the moment, Carson Wentz has half a point with about eight. Well, early. Yeah, oh, oh it's certainly early. Um, 
but you know it's it's eight minutes into that quarter. He has 14 passing yards, so the projections are a little different than what they would be. Seth has Jake Elliott. Um, I don't know if Seth, Seth knows that all of his guys are playing or not, but we'll we'll see. Uh, who who do you like in this one? Uh, Jalen seems too good. Yeah, uh, I I. I could throw up a ten would seem to still win. Yeah, I I agree. Um, this is. Uh, yeah, this, this is one of the matchups I don't expect to be close, honestly. Uh, I don't know if Seth even has, like, a, a change he could... Yeah, Seth doesn't even have, like, any change he could make to his team right now on the bench. He he lost Ty Hill, and that, that's kind of... I kind of forgot about that. Like, he should have Ty Hill. He doesn't, and yeah. that's why he's 0-3 yeah. right now. Um, yeah, you know, this, this match is not even worth spending any time on. Uh... uh Jablon's team is fucking unbelievable. Uh, he's probably gonna end up blowing him out here. So, yeah, hi, right, we're both on board with him there. I don't expect it to be a close one. Do you have like a projection in terms of numbers? What do you think? Probably like one eighty-five to like one forty. Ooh, you might be optimistic with Seth there, but I like that. I think I think it will be about one eighty. I think one eighty to one twenty-three. That's like his average. Really yeah. Yeah, and it, it really he is that he happened to have lost one week, and the one week he lost because he actually has fifty more points than everyone else in the league. He just happened to lose to Mateo's team that one week. Um, let me see what that actually was week one because he just he got unlucky week one. Or it was week two. It was week two. Yeah. Mateo. Oh, he actually only put up one twenty three. Uh, Mateo put up one seven. I don't really know. He just had an unlucky week. That's actually crazy to me that he has 50 more points than everyone in the league, and he put up 120 one week. Uh, yeah. Two weeks of over 200. Yeah, damn. Um, yeah, his team, he has the best team in the league right now. Uh, we'll we'll go to uh, feeling good versus touchdown my pants. Uh, certain team, you got that one up? Mm, I don't know. Ooh, well, what I see right now is that Stern has to play – Justin Jackson and is Justin Jackson even gonna play? He might. Um, he's questionable. I guess either way, he he hasn't had more than seven point four, but hasn't had less than seven. So that's the king of consistency right there. I um, think Foster's got more. Yeah, you think Foster? So banged up. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so injured. Yeah, a Stern's team. I I feel bad for this team because it it was good. If you look at his team and you just put Antonio Brown back in there, I'll just, I'm going to read his team because obviously people don't have it in front of them. On preseason, this was a team of Aaron Rodgers, Antonio Brown, Stephon Diggs, Chris Carson, Saquon Barkley, um, Njoku at tight end, Kenny Galladay, and Nick Chubb. That was a nasty team. Nasty team. Yeah. Now he's starting Cole Beasley and Justin Jackson. And Stefan Diggs is awful. I don't know. They, they're just not passing it. He is he has 12 targets through uh, three games. This is going to be a blowout. I like Ryan's team. Uh, so far, Aaron Rodgers is playing pretty well. I think that's Stern's only chance. I mean, what do you think has to happen for Stern to win? I think Antonio Brown needs to come and play football. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think I would agree with that. I think... 
Antonio Brown needs to come in from the stands and go for 10 for a buck 50 and two scores to give Stern a chance in this one. Uh, I agree. I'm taking uh, Foster's team here. Foster is a good team. He's got Patrick Mahomes. Um, wow, 27 as like a projection is ridiculous. Yeah, which I mean, he has 27, 31 and a half, and 27, 8. He's a, he's fucking amazing. Um, I don't know if you saw MVP numbers up again. Oh oh, easily. Um, I don't know if you saw through. I think I don't want to. F- passes already. I don't want to fuck the stat up. I'm just gonna like, just guesstimate it. I think through, like eight percent of Troy was it Troy Aikman? I think it was Troy Aikman. So through eight percent of the amount of games that Troy Aikman's played in his career. Yeah. Pat Mahomes has thrown for 33% of his touchdowns. If that wow. makes sense. So yeah, so like a third of the touchdowns that he threw in his career, Mahomes has gotten through only 8% of the games he played. And people talk about Troy Aikman. I, he's a Hall of Famer obviously. So that just kind of goes to show you the game's different, but I mean, that's something that's a stat. When I saw that I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking crazy. Um uh, He's a special. He's a special guy. We're lucky to be able to watch Mahomes in his prime right now. Um, he's pretty awesome. Yeah, this is not. I don't think this is going to be a close one. The only way this is close is if um, Freeman and Gore don't do much because those are his two kind of soft spots. Royce Freeman, Hyde, and Gore. He needs. He doesn't need them to go off, but if they could average ten, he needs them to like average ten a week to be fine. And if he they average like six. Um, Maybe this could be a little closer, but yeah, fuck this matchup. I think Foster. I think you definitely uh, win this week. I like your team. If you could just get one legitimate like running back in terms of volume, we'll see. If someone presents itself in free agency, put the waiver dollars on it. You still have. Oh, dude. <laughs> I had a commercial come up. He has uh ninety seven dollars. Yeah, Foster, you have ninety seven dollars of waiver budget. Use it. Um, don't save that shit. Get get someone if they pop up. Um, what I've been doing, I think I have the least amount of cash. Let me now. see. Um, you guys have 58. No, run CMC is 40. There's a lot of teams that have used some budget. I actually did. I meant to say Ian dropped a shitload. On, on a defense. On a defense. Why? Yeah. Um, and I can't, I can't really say anything because they... Okay, uh, so I don't know if people look at this, but he dropped $26, okay, on the Chicago D. Can't say anything because they went off. They went off. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything. But Ian, the team in with the second highest bid was actually 10 So you could have put in 11 You never know this, obviously, but you could have put in 11 and won. Um, the second one, the second highest was run CMC with a dollar. Um you put in a good bet, bid for Wayne Gallman. The second highest bid was 15 there. Obviously, you can't know what the other bids are. So that was a good oh, bid. Who put that bid in? Um, it was... Was it Jablon? Shake and Bake. No, it was Mateo, 15. Oh, wow. So, wow, Foster, you put in $6? Oh, my God. Stern put in a waiver of no money. Stern, Jesus Christ. You, you, oh, you knew that <laughs> was Oh, call. my God. Um... Wow, yeah, um, twenty six dollars on a defense. I, I just I didn't want to forget that because that was certainly 
something right there 26 to, i hope i hope they pay it off for you they did last week you didn't quite need them to but uh they did last week uh next matchup this actually should be a, a pretty decent one we have some and these guys actually have done a little bit of scoring th- uh, early so we have phil versus uh billy's team the not okay team it's 12.3 to 7 right now Devonte adams finally having himself a really good game but aguilar for phil has zero Aaron Jones has seven uh, points. He scored a touchdown. Still early in the first quarter. This could go uh, either way. But who, who do you like in this one? Got the Aguilar. Yeah. Who, uh, who do you like in this one? Um. Keep in mind, Phil has throws up like a four. Then I think Philly's got that shit. But well, keep in mind, Phil has George Kittle in right now. I just noticed, and Kittle's on bye. So uh, keep that oh, in mind. Oh, gotta change that. Yeah. So he's projected to lose currently on the live projection. Oh, Devontae Adams just caught another pass. Um, is it? So yeah, he's projected Devontae's to lose by. He's gonna have a thirty pass. So yeah. Um, he's projected to lose by about ten with no tight end. So keep that in mind uh, with your projection. Who are, who do you think? Uh, probably Phil. I think. Uh, I think this is gonna be a close one. It's this is a this probably could end up going either way. But I think I agree because it feels like one of those games. Devontae Adams already has fourteen point four in this five minutes left. Um, he he needs Aguilar, but this game is shaping up to where uh, if the Packers score one more time, Philly's gonna have to throw, and Aguilar I'm sure will get some garbage. I will say that uh, Jamal Williams getting hurt certainly helps Aaron Jones if they get up a lot. Aaron Jones could get a lot of just running the clock out points, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Phil in a close one. I think 155-149 is what I'm gonna go with. He's depends who he puts in a tight end. It's it's kinda I don't know. He, there's not a lot in free agency at tight end. I'm not even sure who Phil would drop, honestly. Um I guess Darnell Williams or maybe Tara Cohen, because he hasn't really been doing too much. But you should drop DK Metcalf and give him over to ASC. <laughs> Uh, if he drops DK Metcalf, I'd be excited to see uh, the free agent bids that come in for him because obviously he looks awesome. That's going to be a nice keeper. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. You had, you had uh, Phil winning this one in a close one, or you think he wins big? It's going to be close, I think. Yeah, close one. We got right, we got six more minutes here. We're, making, we're pretty good on time. We got next matchup. Um, we did three matchups, right? We got Seth Foster. That was our – okay, we got two more matchups. So this is uh, actually your team. So we have your team against Ian's team, who at the moment, Ian, no one on Ian's team is doing anything. Ian's team is 3.8 between Scantling. Uh, I'm surprised he actually played Scantling. Uh, and Zach Ertz have combined for 3.8. Uh, your lineup is set, right? There's no changes on this lineup. Like what you have is what it is. Scott? Scott, nice, oh, classic. Okay, uh, I'm calling him back here. What happened, Scott? Scott, Scott. Yeah. Okay, what happened? I don't know. Okay, so we're still good. We're still recording. That wasn't really. All right, that wasn't too big a deal. Um, I could hear you. Um, so I was saying though, what your lineup is here is like what you have in this. What your lineup is, you're not changing anything. Uh, 
Um, I don't know. Okay, well, I guess you don't want to pick, right? Like, you don't want to pick who's going to win this matchup between... Yeah, okay, so I'm just... I'll pick. I think... I think it's going to be close, but at the moment, he has two guys that are doing kind of nothing. I like your team. I think you need Hawkinson to get you some points, though. I, you know, he's been really hit or miss. Um, yeah, he's got a, he's got a really good matchup, so I, I like that for him. I think Jacobs is healthy. Um, Ito Smith is supposed to play, so I'm not sure about Freeman, but I love Charles Godwin. I think Godwin goes off against the Rams. I think Mike Thomas has a good game. Tom Brady against Buffalo is actually going to be interesting. Their, their defense is underrated. Um, Amari, yeah, it's not, you know, they're 3-0. It's not a bad defense, but obviously, I mean, that's Tom Brady. Um, mm, this is tough. Uh, I, I, I'm going to take your team, but only because right now, and I'm not sure why he did it, Ian played uh, Valdez Scantling. Um, I probably would have played Curtis Samuel, but I guess I don't want to nitpick that. He was really good last week. Um, this is going to be close, but yes, I think your team wins because Sackert so far has, not, has done really nothing through a quarter. Scantling's done nothing through a quarter. Uh, I don't know that that changes. I think you guys got good firepower with Michael Thomas and Godwin. Um, it doesn't I think even... Michael Thomas is something. You do? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been awful, but you need a little more. That's going to be a good game. I think Godwin might end up being your best player, though, uh, this week. At the Rams, it's going to be high scoring. Godwin is... He's a Q next to his name, but I'm sure he'll... As long as he's good, I, I think... think he'll be fine. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be okay. You just need Hawkinson to, to be solid for you, which that's a great matchup. Uh, you need your running backs to be solid. Freeman's been really... Melvin Gordon to come back. Yeah, that's really it. I was going to say, even win or lose, you know, one and three, you can come back from that. doesn't even matter. You put exactly. You put Melvin Gordon in. Um, this isn't, yeah. So you know, it's not. We won't. Not even worth going into. I do think you you have a good chance to win it, but only because of the two things I said going for you right now. I think it's gonna be close. I think this is gonna be a really close one. But uh, next week, I'm excited to see what your team looks like with Melvin Gordon in the lineup. With that, you start to see the projection. You know, I'm sure they'll bring him along slow, but he's gonna get his. Uh, and with that, we got. Two minutes, all right? We got two minutes just for my team. I don't really want to pick my team. I don't I'm really expect him to win this one, but uh, he's got the Green Bay defense. Who do you think wins this one? Let's see. Shake and Bake versus Paul Tagliabue. Oh, man. You're going against uh, Shake and Bake. Undefeated, yeah. Yeah, but I think he's due for a loss, man. Yeah. He's got a good matchup. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that is what it, all it is. It, it, sometimes it's just like, yeah, I agree. Sometimes you just kind of do for for a loss or a win. I'm not saying that he is, but I do uh, do agree with that logic. I hope to not see a team start 4-0, especially when I didn't draft his team. But, uh, yeah, I mean, is that, that's what you think? That, that's what you're going with? What's your projection? I would, I would pick your team, right? Because Watson and Hopkins against Carolina Cameron is trash. Yeah. So I think that's like a domination right there yeah I, I hope so Fournette should give you like 15 max yeah and I might bench him finally gets his uh, targets then you're, you're good yeah that's really Gurley and OJ Howard have been killing me we'll see this week uh, 
We got 45 seconds left, Scott. Uh, we actually did perfect on time. I'm glad I finally got you on. Um, I think we I have some people until week six. If you want to come back on again, you're always a friend of the podcast. If Evan wants to come on, that'd be cool too. I'm sure we could figure that out. Yeah. Um, the last thing, I think we should change last place to something embarrassing. Well, like, we'll see. Um, we you know we only got 20 seconds, but I think right now it's funny. Next year when we have more time to plan it out, we'll have plenty of time. We'll make it something. We'll make it something good. We're you know I, I'm excited to see how this one goes. But uh, yeah, um, week four, uh, we got five seconds left. Uh, good luck, everyone, this week. Um, it's gonna be an interesting one. And with that, I welcome you to the Derek Zoolander Keeper League for kids who can't read good and want to do other stuff good too podcast. Uh, That intro was just a little apology. This podcast is a little late. It's 11.55 on a Friday night. Um, I was supposed to get this out last night. Couldn't quite make it work with uh, Foster schedule-wise. Couldn't quite make it work again tonight schedule-wise, so... Uh, I just wanted to get this podcast out for you guys because you've been, a couple of you've been complaining, which I kind of like to see because it means you guys are enjoying it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this one. Let's just get it out this week. Um, I also apologize for having to play uh, a Justin Bieber song as my intro. Uh, I'm honestly a little disgusted with myself. Not not like quite as disgusted as I was to see the uh ass eating season changed their team name earlier in the year but like just a tier below that so i as a lot of you know that was one of the most disgusted i've ever been by anything not only in this league but in my lifetime so that kind of just shows you uh how i feel about having to play that song but didn't couldn't really think of any other song that was better uh to kind of just say how I feel about getting this podcast out this late uh most of you probably won't hear it till tomorrow if at all wouldn't really have done me any good to post it uh Sunday so um yeah I'm sorry about that I keep keep trying to get them out Thursday um I'll keep trying to get them out by Thursday every week uh next week we should have Billy on the podcast we got uh Ian the week after. I'm going to try and get Foster on the midseason awards week seven. Uh, so we got a pretty full slate. Uh, 
So I think I'm just going to get into it. Uh, but before I do, I had a little something I wanted to talk about, and I don't really know how I feel about it. Because I've been known to do it on occasion. I don't really do it publicly, but Billy will be the first to tell you uh, the reverse jinx. Now, I don't really know how I feel about it. Uh, Phil, this one isn't directly uh, addressed to you at all, but the reverse jinx did work massively for you earlier in this uh, week or last week. I don't know how much you were down. Maybe it was like 21, 22 points. You kind of called the week over, congratulated Billy on his win, and Billy took the bait. The number one thing you don't do when someone attempts to reverse jinx on you is take the bait, and Billy 100% took it. I think, I don't know, he was down me about 21, ends up getting 15 or so from... Juju Smith-Schuster and Joe Mixon, it kind of seemed like a shoe-in to get 21 from those guys, if not 21 from just one by themselves, but uh, Billy took the bait, and I'm actually a firm believer in the reverse jinx. I don't know if I like it. I don't really know how I feel about it, because I'm one of those people that's kind of just like, it's not it's not over till it's over. Scott tried to drop one on me earlier in this week uh, season. 100% did not take it. I immediately told him uh, I didn't hear no bell. It's not over till that final snap is played on that last game. And I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it, but I believe in it full heartedly. I've seen it happen way too many times to not believe in it. I don't really know what it is. It's just something about declaring a matchup over that makes the fantasy gods go, no. Nah hold my beer, and then the whole fucking game, whole matchup flips immediately. It almost happened to me in uh, my fantasy baseball finals. We were looking pretty good. This kid made a stupid pickup, picks up a kid to uh, player to stream that actually wasn't even pitching that week. He was pitching the next week after it was already over. And as soon as he realized, he uh, texted Stern, who's my partner in that league, with one of those, well, that's, well, that's all folks gifts. And I was not happy. I did not want to see that reverse jinx. We were up like 9-4 when that happened and ended up being down, I believe, 7-6 by the time that night ended. So, yeah, we did end up going on to win it because I immediately told Stern we needed to reverse jinx that shit back. We are not about to sit and eat a reverse jinx like that. And we did end up winning. So... I don't really know how to, I don't really know how I feel about them. I feel like they 100% work, but at the same time, I don't like seeing them, especially when they're, you know, when you're the team that has to see it, when they're used against me, I hate it. But I also don't really like to do it if it's me. But I know, like I said, Billy will be the first to tell you, there's a lot of times I text him privately in our league saying that it's over, uh, even when we both kind of know that it's a, it's a long day. Could really go either way. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about that feeling of kind of just being like, all right, it's over. I don't care anymore. And then next thing you know, you guys are an amazing sheep. You you know, you got a 70-yard touchdown and then another touchdown. And that fucking reverse jinx, man. I, don't, I really do not know how I feel about it. I know Scott... Uh, Ass-eating season dropped a huge reverse jinx last year in another matchup. I feel like we've had a couple in this league. So I feel like 
if you're going to have it done, if a team drops a reverse jinx on you, your only hope is do not take the bait. And Billy, I don't remember exactly what you said. I'm pretty sure uh, Phil just more or less congratulated on your your win saying how he had a good week and he was happy with scoring 150 in a loss and you came out and said something along the lines of uh you know thanking him and saying that he was going to need all the luck he could get and he got it he certainly got it Zombil cuz you walked right into that one uh you I don't think you really have anyone to blame other than yourself Phil flawlessly executed reverse jinx um absolutely flawless um i'm assuming we're gonna see some more in this league i don't i still to this i'll never know how i feel about the public reverse jinx but they work um i'm more of a private reverse jinx type of guy but they don't seem quite as efficient as the public one so I don't know what it is. There's just something about that public reverse jinx that works every time or almost every time. And uh, that's really all I wanted to say about it. It was, it was bothering me a little bit. As soon as I saw it, I didn't want to say anything. But I was like, Billy, you just walked right into that one. I don't think you're winning this week. And what ended up happening, sure enough, not only was it not really even that close, you know, I'm not. Not only did Billy lose, but it it wasn't really even that that close. That's that's what I meant to say there. He got ten from Joe Mixon, four and a half from Juju. So I already spent a decent amount of time on this. That's really all I wanted to say about the reverse jinx. But I I was just feeling some type of way about it. Um, I don't know. We're gonna see some more. I'm sure it won't be the last time. Uh, feel I can only. Uh, That's just how I feel about that reverse jinx. So with that, I'm going to let it go. We'll see what happens in the future. Any more reverse jinxes? Maybe someone will reverse reverse jinx themselves, which I would really love to see. I don't even know if that's possible. We're going to have to do the math on that one. Someone do the math at home. Figure out if a reverse, reverse jinx is possible. Get back to me. Um, but with that, we're going to get into the game picks. Uh, sorry, we're going to get into the game recap from last week. We had a good week four. Um, trying to find a good matchup to start with here. We're going to start with the the one of the more shitty matchups. We'll work our way up. Uh, this was run CMC against Seth's perfect team, and Seth's team was far from perfect in this one, putting up 95 points. 95 points. Uh, Jablin's team putting up 120. Not a great week, but he got the win. I honestly don't even want to talk about Seth's team too much. I don't know how much he even checked last week. He was pretty busy, which you can see by the fact that he played T.Y. Hilton. I actually reminded him to even set his lineup because he had Mike Williams and uh, McLaurin in, who both weren't playing. Uh, so I'm just happy he even got those two guys in. Yeah, you know what? I'm not even going to go any further detail on that. Seth, you scored 95 points. Don't think you checked that much other than Sunday just to put those two guys in. We're, we'll spend a little time on Ron CMC here. You didn't really have a great week. You only had three guys get over 10 points. If you don't include your quarterback, who most of the time is going to get you over 10, you just had McCaffrey, who got you 34. You had Mike Evans, got you 19. And then after that, 
Your uh, third highest scorer was Keenan Allen at 9.8. You had Ingram, 9.4. Watkins, 6.4. Marquise Brown, 6.2. Just a lot of really low scoring uh, numbers there. This is one of those types of weeks. So there's going to be weeks where you put up 120, 130, and to get a win on a week like that is pretty big. Now, you ended up winning by 25. I don't think it would have mattered if Seth, whoever he would have put in, it looks like Dede Westbrook, you, you still would have won. You just play your schedule. But looking at this team, I thought this was by far and away the best team in the league. But there was definitely some inconsistency here. Uh, I think Mike Evans and, and Keenan Allen are going to be big any given week. It was kind of just a, a small week for them. Mike Evans had 19, pretty solid. Keenan Allen, uh, having only 10 against Miami, was actually kind of a big upset. But McCaffrey's the best fucking player in fantasy. An absolute stud. Phil Lindsay went from having 29 kind of back down to earth. He only had 10 the first two weeks. So this 7 is kind of... I'm not expecting 7, but I'm not expecting 29. I think that... 10-11 he had most weeks is probably what you're looking at that like 8 to 13 point range for Lindsay it might be hard to get consistency there um Evan Ingram is I love Evan Ingram he'd been amazing the first uh, couple weeks Golden Tate coming in there is going to take some targets away but I still think Evan Ingram is going to be a stud where I think this team is going to come down a little bit back to earth and uh, which is where he got most of his points, especially the first couple weeks of where he separated big time was Watkins and Marquise Brown. Uh, Watkins hasn't done really anything since he had 47 week one. He had 11, 11, uh, 6.4. I saw this really funny post. Uh, I'm going to try and find it after this podcast, a post in the group me about Sammy Watkins posting this thing that he's a a sun lizard something like that literally i'm gonna i'm gonna have to find him because he literally calls himself like a sun lizard and a lot of people were kind of making fun of him saying that this man has cte and he he probably does he probably does at this point to refer to himself as that but this article kind of uh dove deep into that and found that maybe he was being literal that for whatever reason he plays best when it's sunny because in his career, and they went back, all of his best games have been in the sun. Sunny days, no clouds, um, no rain, nothing, just pure sun and heat. A chance for the sun lizard to really soak those rays up and go off. Week 1, 47 points. Where was he? At Jacksonville. Beautiful day. It was like 80, 90 degrees there. Goes off for 9 for 203 scores. Next week is at Oakland on a, a very cloudy day. Then he's at Baltimore on another day that was not nice out. At Detroit, another game that wasn't nice out. He's playing in Indy or he's playing in Kansas City uh, this week, not expecting it to be nice. So I don't know. I think Sammy Watkins might be only start worthy when it's sunny. And uh, I definitely need to find this article because it really was all of his best games were in the sun. So Sammy Watkins, the sun lizard. Um, I kind of excited to see more about that if he keeps up that trend. Only play him in the sun. Check those weather reports because you don't want to be getting six out of him 
Um, Marquise Brown, 6.2 points. First two weeks, he had 31 almost and 16.6. In the last two weeks, he's combined for 13. Obviously, he wasn't going to sustain those first uh, two weeks pace, but obviously, you know, came back down to earth a little bit at that uh, second flex spot. You do still have Marlon Mack, who I'm not sure. He has a Q next to his name. He's kind of been hit or miss this year, 25, 8, 17, and then 4. About as inconsistent as it gets. But at your flex spot, I don't really think you're complaining about inconsistency as long as you know you have a couple of those blow-up games like he has you do have Sutton who's also been uh actually he's been consistent other than one week uh his lowest game other than that one game he had eight was um, about 14 he's been pretty solid Chris Thompson is pretty good he has uh Demarcus Robinson who kind of came out of nowhere and Golden Tate and Alshon Jeffrey so I do really like this team. I think this is one of the best teams in the league, but I think the flex, the two flex spots here need to to change a little bit, maybe based on matchup, but I I really like this team. Uh, I spent maybe a little more time on this team than I was planning on spending. Uh, The Sun Lizard kind of got me there, but with that, we're going to move on to the next matchup uh, because that wasn't honestly was not really an exciting matchup, and either was this one. Uh, feeling good against touchdown my pants. Now, now I really owe Foster an apology for this one. I wanted to give it to him. I want to say in person, but obviously this wasn't going to be done in person. I didn't even really want to bother with this matchup last week. I thought Stern was going to get blown out. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I really was not expecting this to be close. Stern somehow still has a really solid team. I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers was finally Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Diggs was pretty good, even though he's got some serious drama going on over there. God knows what's going to happen with Diggs, but the talent is certainly there. They need to use him more. Um, Cole Beasley, I think he might have spent a couple waiver dollars on him. Beasley has been really solid. I mean, 9, 12.3, 15, and 14 and a half. Those last three weeks, he's just been uh, really solid. And Stern with a nice pickup playing him there. Um, Beasley actually outscored Julio Jones and Thielen combined by, what did he get out of them? About 12? Yeah, he got two and a half more points or so than Julio Jones and Thielen combined. And anytime that happens, I feel pretty good that you're going to win. Uh, he ended up winning by like 65 points he got a little lucky I shouldn't say lucky because it really wasn't gonna be close Ito Smith had 21 yards but scored a touchdown uh Jason Witten was okay where he did all his damage was uh Kenny Galladay going off for 23.7 he had some amazing uh, catches Galladay looks amazing Uh, other than that 3.7 week he had in week three Galladay's been one of the better fantasy receivers in the league Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb had 39 points. I don't know where this was. Kind of been waiting for this all year. He's been solid. 11 and a half, a little under 20 and, and 17. And then 39. He's kind of, he was just he was just solid leading up to it. He was kind of a, a back-end RB1, but all of a sudden, 39 points. Stern didn't even need it, but uh you know, anytime you can get as many points as possible puts you in a good position to pass teams who have the same record as you, so I'm sure he'll take it. I like Stern's team still, even with all the injuries that he had and losing Saquon Barkley, losing Michael Gallup. Um, he lost Njoku. Obviously, he lost Antonio Brown. That's not an injury, but 
That was a brutal one. This is still going to be a really good team. I, I mean, when he gets Saquon back, to have Chubb, Saquon, Chris Carson, Galladay, Diggs, Aaron Rodgers, uh, th- that's a really good core. That's a lot of upside there. Beasley's just solid. You don't need a lot of points uh, from your flex there when you have all of those guys. Uh, and th- that's who his last flex would be there. It would be Cole Beasley. Just You get 12-13 every week from that. I, I-, I still like this team. I feel like Stern's going to end up piecing it together just because Carson Galladay, Chubb, and uh, Rodgers, Diggs, there's just a lot to like there. He, he still could uh, make something happen. Saquon, obviously Saquon. There's just still a lot to like with this team. Cerny did a nice job. You got yourself back in it at 2-2. Two and two. Maybe you can convince Ian to give you Calvin Ridley again for uh, Antonio Brown. Something tells me probably not, but uh, Stern, you did a nice job here. A uh, good week for you. On the flip side, though, Foster, I don't know what happened this week. Mahomes had, like, the worst game of his fantasy career, uh, which is kind of sad because he actually had 18 points. It wasn't even that bad. He just didn't throw a touchdown, uh, you know, didn't score anything, still got 18 points. Obviously, I touched on this. Where he really lost was Jones and Thielen combined for 12. Started Will Fuller, who got five. His running backs were okay. I, I mean... 10.4 10.4 out of Hyde, 11 out of Gore, Kelsey got 15 and a half, A-Rob was pretty solid, uh, just no one really did well, he didn't have a single player get 20, no one got over 18, and that's when that shit happens, that's, you end up with 98 points, and sometimes weeks like this end up to just absolutely kill you at the end of the year, um, Just I just want to see quick how many points ahead or back Stern is of Foster points-wise. He is 25 points back. Now, keep in mind that he, Stern, outscored him by 65 points this week. So Foster had a 90-point lead on Stern going into this week, and that kind of just is what my point is there. He had a huge point lead, and all of a sudden, because he put up 98, a lot of these teams that had a good week, uh, we'll go over some of them. Picked up a lot of points on him. Uh, Seth got 95. Uh, he's on four, though. I don't think that matters. But sometimes you got to, like like Phil was saying, when he thought he had lost 150, you'll kind of take that because those, you know, you need those points. This was just a really tough week for Foster. He had put himself in a really good position through the first three weeks. I'm sure this team will bounce back. Uh, obviously, you know, he is really, you know, Julio and Thielen, and he's Kelsey. I expect to explode this week, but uh, we'll get into that with his game picks. I still like his team. Uh, just needs a little more at a running back, but honestly, I don't. I don't think if you told him he would have got ten point four out of Hyde and eleven from Gore, I don't think he would have been uh, that upset because that's not really where his team wins. He just needs something solid there, which he got. Uh, disappointing week for you, Ryan. I know you were probably disappointed. Um, I'm sure you'll bounce back this week with a better week. I actually think we're playing. In fact, I know we're playing. So uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on that one because I don't usually do my matchups. But we'll see. We'll see how I'm doing on time here. So far, so far, so good. Even though I spent a lot of time on the uh, Sun Lizard. But that actually might be my new favorite term. He might be my new favorite player, the Sun Lizard. I, I love that. If I had him on my team, that would absolutely be my team name. But... 
this next matchup was my favorite matchup. This was the reverse jinx of all reverse jinxes. Phil, more cowbell against the not okay team. And I don't think any team name could be more fitting right now because Billy, mentally, I don't know how you can feel after that one. You can't be okay after that reverse jinx. And you didn't sound too pleased to uh, have lost this one. And I can't really blame you. You had a good week. I mean, you scored 145 points, and that's with Juju giving you four and a half points. Everyone on your team was pretty good, obviously, except for Juju. You had a couple standouts. I mean, Stafford was pretty good. Jarvis Landry got you almost 25. David Johnson got you 22. Uh, Darren Waller was okay, 12.3. I know you love Darren Waller, and I love me some Darren Waller, too. Um... Aaron Jones was pretty solid, almost 18. Mixon, 10.3, was kind of meh. Uh, Sanders, 15.5. There was a lot of, really, if you take out Juju Smith-Schuster, his worst game was uh, 10.3 there from his, you know, from his actual players. Zane Gonzalez only got four, which, actually looking at this matchup, that was what decided this. Billy's players actually outplayed Phil's. I don't think they're... I'll go through it, but there's actually no doubt that Phil won this matchup because of special teams. I'm just going to go through it uh, one by one. You had Dak Prescott versus Matt Stafford. Billy won that by 15 points. Um, you had Devontae Adams against Juju. Devontae destroyed Juju, and that was a, a 20, 23.5-point swing there. I think... And he had uh, Bob Woods go off for 29.4 compared to Manny Sanders, 15.4. But after that, Ingram got 8 to Mixon's 10. Uh, McCoy got 17 to Jones, 18. Ebron got 12 to Waller's 12. These are all honestly pretty close. But when you get to the flex here, Marvin Jones got 10.7 to David Johnson's 22. Nelson Aguilar dropped a goose egg, putting up zero. Jarvis Landry put up 25. So in terms of wide receiver, uh, Phil's wide receivers, this, you know, his not his flex, the two he started at wide receiver, shit on Billy's. I mean, ap- that was where he put up most of his separation outside the, the special teams there. And then at flex, Billy kind of came back a little bit. Billy's team was a little more consistent. Uh, Phil had more high-end players. Uh, Aguilar getting zero. I, I, you can't really expect that to happen, but the special teams. Uh, Billy's were okay. I mean, he got 15 combined from his special teams. Not not great, not not awful. I You know, I wouldn't be disappointed with that. But New England D, 25 points. Carolina's kicker, 13 points. 38 combined. Picking up 23 points, which is basically the difference between Landry and Aguilar, who had zero points. That was huge for Phil. This we're we're gonna get into my midseason awards week seven, but I, I think um right now coach of the year or or move of the year, I should say, at the least, was the New England defense. They've been fucking amazing. 10 39 14 and 25 they've been I don't know I I mean I really have to look but they probably would be one of the better position players in the league on par with most of the top receivers to have 
going to try and do some quick math here. We got 49, uh, 63. Yeah, 88 points through four weeks. That's kind of ridiculous to me. What is that, 22 a week on average, something like that? That's ridiculous to me. That's first-round wide receiver running back right there uh, value. So that was an insane move by Phil. Um, won him last week or was it last? Whenever he played me, that was one of the biggest difference makers. It was the difference maker again this week. And uh, they do say special teams kind of is one of the most underrated sides of the ball. And Phil's team stepping up every week on special teams. He honestly, I'm sure if you ask him, he probably didn't have a week that he'd be happy with. He had two guys that you're probably happy with. Um, McCoy, probably happy with 17, but you're not happy with Dak, not happy with Ingram. Um, I guess you're okay with Ebron getting 12, but that was a little lucky. He caught one pass, happened to be a 48-yard touchdown. Another move that uh, if he doesn't get that, um, he probably doesn't win, but that was a nice stream for him. Obviously, George Kittle was on by, so you know he's going to get more out of George Kittle as my if you guys heard that, as my computer drops down to 10%. Hold on. Let's get the charger in quick. Really quick. This is some high-end content for you guys. Okay, we got the charger in. Uh, Phil, I really like your team. You you had Russell Wilson on your bench last week. I know you started him you had Josh uh, this week. I know you have Josh, you had Josh Gordon on your bench. You cut Tarek Cohen who uh, you gave me some shit for week one, saying that I was underrating him. Um, not sure I'm underrating him anymore, but Phil didn't even have Le'Veon. So to put up 151 on a week where you don't have George Kittle and you don't have Le'Veon, uh, this is a really good team. Really good team. Obviously, Devontae Adams got hurt, but... Uh, this is uh this is gonna be a really good team. There's a reason why Phil's team is four and zero. This is definitely one of the teams to beat. I feel like every every week I have a new team that I think is the best team in the league, and then I end up jinxing them. So, Phil, I'm sorry. This might be like a public reverse jinx for you, declaring that you might have the best team in the league when you know when fully healthy. But I really like this team. It has a really good bench, which I think is important. And you kind of saw why this week, because he probably doesn't win if he doesn't have a good bench, but. He does. He got the win. Billy, I, th- I think you'll be okay, even though you're 1-3. Um, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, David Johnson, Waller, Sanders. I like those guys. Juju needs to be better. Um, I'm sure he will, but I still I think you'll be okay. Uh, six teams make the playoffs, so I don't know what your place you're in. You're, you're in eighth place right now. You're, you're just one game back. I'm sure you'll be fine. You'll have a chance, but that was a tough loss. Uh, you might look back on this at the end of the year and be like, this was the game that cost me the playoffs. Uh, Ass-eaten season against Monty P's Holy Cup, and Holy Cup is right. Cooper Cup has been a fucking revelation for Ian's team. I'm kicking myself because I had a chance to take him, and I took Tyler Boyd instead. Not because I I really thought Boyd was going to be better for fantasy. I kind of felt evenly about them. I was more concerned with... Uh, him coming off a torn ACL I didn't want to take a guy that I thought had a higher risk to be hurt if I thought talent wise or fantasy wise it was going to be even it certainly hasn't been even Cooper Cup looks unbelievable Jared Goff does not stop targeting him he's had over 25 points three consecutive weeks um hell of a pick by Ian 
Uh, he, had a, he had a pretty good week. He put up 141. Nothing really spectacular. Just some solid plays. I mean, Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson. Uh, great pick by Ian. Uh, if Ian goes far, it, that's going to be one of the reasons why. Because Lamar Jackson is an absolute steal. I'm not sure what Ian is doing uh, from week to week in terms of the guys he plays. I don't know. I feel like it's probably hard to pick because he's got a lot of guys that could potentially play at any week. He played Valdez Scantling. Felt like one of those games where you're chasing the week he gave you the week before when you should have played him last week. Um, I think that one week was really just the week to play him when he had 22. He hasn't been worth playing other than that in the three weeks. Um sure he'd probably tell you the same thing maybe he got the win but had he lost he probably would have sat and said he regretted that one this is the week to play him as well though with no uh Devontae Adams so I, I we'll see if he has him in his lineup but this is the week I'd play him um obviously cup went off Kamara wasn't even good 12 points great stream out of Ian uh Daryl Williams get putting up 18.6 uh, I think he might have streamed Burkhead the week before he did, and that was 19 points. So back-to-back, really solid streams there from uh, Ian at running back at his RB2. Uh, obviously, he's got Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz hasn't really been that good, honestly. 10.4, 17, 10.4, 13.5. Really not impressive, honestly. He hasn't been bad. Like he's, You're not losing because of Zach Ertz, but you're not winning because of him. Um, I'm sure one of these weeks he's going to blow up, and Phil hasn't really needed uh, – sorry, Ian hasn't really needed that yet. But the week you get it, I'm sure you're going to need it. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I don't know what his deal is. He had 40 points, 41 points through the first two weeks and now has eight through the last two weeks. Really hit or miss. I guess it's kind of just hard. And that's this is one of the problems that Ian has with his team. He could kind of interchange a lot of guys here. Other than Cup at receiver, you have Scantling, Ridley, Curtis Samuel, Julian Edelman, who he benched. Those four guys are kind of interchangeable. You could really play them whenever you want. Um, he has David Montgomery, who he's not playing anymore. Another guy that's kind of interchangeable. Because of those four receivers I named, you can really only play one at wide receiver. And then, other, you know, because you have Cup. And then you have two flex spots. So, obviously, uh, Montgomery could factor into that. You have Jordan Howard, who I guess can factor into that. Although... I don't know if you have him in, but to play him this week feels like another one of those weeks where you'd be chasing the week he gave you last week because he really hasn't been that good. He had like 20 points through the first three weeks. Um, Duke Johnson has been a disaster. Really has been a disaster. Uh, Had he gotten something out of Duke Johnson, I feel like this team obviously would be a lot better than it even is. There's just a a lot of pieces on this team. I think you might have got your second high-end player, though. Or maybe, you know what, Lamar might be as well. Lamar, Kamara, and Cup might be Ian's big three. Getting a lot of points out of that. Um, Ian, I like your team. I was, Maybe it was a little harsh on it, although I don't really think I was. I kind of stand by the fact I didn't wasn't sure if you had those blow-up point type of guys, but... You have, I guess you haven't really needed it. You honestly haven't really needed it. You're you're two and two. You're having a good season. You blew me out last week. Um, the John Ross trade, though, I I really wanted you to explain the story on the podcast, but we got it this week. I, I 
I'm buying Ian's reasoning. I think it's fine. He didn't really give a shit about uh, Brady. Yeah, sure, it's a nice get for uh, ass-eating season there, but he didn't give a shit about him. Um, I guess he didn't really care about the keeper factor either. He obviously has Calvin Ridley for you know for a long time if he chooses. I don't know if he I don't know if he has a second keeper or not. I don't really feel like looking into it, but he didn't really care about the keeper factor. Um, Nicole Harden kind of even the week before it was just two catches for a lot of yards. He kind of got not lucky, but he had a really long touchdown. That was where all his points came. So. He honestly might have played uh, them a little bit because they started me, Cole Hartman, and I'm uh, not going to lie. I was a little surprised by that. I really don't think they should have. But it's it's easy to second guess. But again, I feel like there's a that's a week you were chasing the week before. He, I guess he was pretty good two weeks earlier, but I don't know. The volume hasn't really been there. He had four catches, two catches, and two catches last week. I don't really know how I feel about asking season. I, I thought I thought this team looked really good after week one. Not quite as sure how I feel now. They put up 108 points. And I know they're going to say, okay, we got Melvin Gordon back. But you got 28 out of Wayne Gallman. Do you think that Melvin Gordon's going to, you know, be doing any better than that? Because I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting 28 from me. Maybe he'll get that every once in a while. But, you know, that's not happening. And you only put up 108 points. Yeah, Brady only got you five. Um, Let's give him 20. Let's say he had a pretty good game and got you 20. Uh, You still only put up 123. So, I don't know. If if you did start Godwin, though, we're talking totally different here. We might be talking about you in the 160s, but... Eh, I might change my tune a little bit on that, but I don't know. Something feels a little off to me with this team, even fully healthy. It, it does on paper. It looks really nice. Brady, Mike Thomas got you eighteen and a half. Um, Amari Cooper only got you ten. Phil, I I actually specifically remember to bring this up. You said Amari only had one good week. Um, he had twenty three, fourteen and a half, and twenty seven. Um, seems like three pretty solid weeks to me. Um, 10, and then the 10, obviously the 10, not too happy with, but Amari's been pretty good. Um, I would be pretty happy with them if, uh, if, with him, if I was them. Um, Josh Jacobs got you 13. I don't know how I feel about Josh Jacobs, honestly. I thought he was going to be really solid going in, but he's not really catching passes. Um, Wayne Gallman went off. Gallman was, was pretty solid. Hawkinson, uh, Hawkinson got you 12, but I don't know how I feel about him either. He's been really inconsistent. Um, Christian Kirk got you 8. He's not even playing this week. He's injured. So, you know, you'll put Charles Godwin in there. Godwin's been amazing. Godwin has been an absolute fucking revelation, but I don't know. Uh, you know, you I guess you're going to have to play Miko Hardman again. No, nah, I mean, you could play Wayne Gallman. You could play Gallman. You put Melvin Gordon in. But after that, I guess Freeman. You guys all know how I feel about Devontae Freeman. He, oh, I can't fucking stand him. They don't use him. I, he doesn't look like himself anymore. It kills me that I'm stuck with him in uh, my other league. I don't know what it is about this team. I guess on paper it does not look that bad. But there's just something about this team that... Feels a little bit off to me, and if they go off this week, I'll come on the podcast next week and eat my words, but 
I don't know, something feels a li- just a little off to me. Doesn't I feel like this team's just lacking some consistency that you want to have from your other spots after your Thomas and Cooper with Jacobs, Hawkinson, Kirk, Hardman. Uh, but I'll put in uh, I'll put in Godwin there instead of one of those guys. Uh, but with Jacobs, Hawkinson, and Kirk, that's three spots I think you need to get more consistency from. And when you play a team like Ian, who has a lot of guys that are worth playing any given week, that's kind of a hard week to win because he can play the matchups where you guys kind of just have to play your best players and hope you know regardless of matchup and hope they step up that brings me to the last matchup this is actually my matchup against uh mateo's team running a little late this week i had some my rant my sun lizard shit was a little long um we'll do mateo first mateo's team 135 points didn't really even have a good week uh daniel jones first of all mateo i'm not really sure what you're doing with your your quarterbacks i I don't really feel like going through it but i think you might have started you know what fuck it i'm gonna look i think mateo might have started a different quarterback uh every week no okay so he started wait he started daniel jones week four started josh allen week three started jared goff week two started Baker Mayfield week one yeah I don't know I don't know if something feels weird to me about that he is in third so you know I can't say anything but he's streaming quarterbacks every week which kind of just goes to show you how either unimportant they are or you know if you know what you're doing yeah I guess you honestly they don't really matter so much if you know what you're doing you can just stream one um, but if you fuck up, again, it could end up hurting you because he only got 14 from Daniel Jones, but I only got 11 from Deshaun Watson, so that didn't matter. I think what really cost him was the fact that Odell got him four. Cooks was okay, 13. Dalvin Cook, 19. Eric Henry, 12. Hooper. Hooper's been amazing. I, I'm not positive, but he might be like one or two in fantasy at the tight end position. He has... 17, 7.5, 25 almost, and 22. Uh, Eckler has been unbelievable. So it's going to be interesting actually to see what happens with uh, Mateo's team now that Melvin Gordon's back because Eckler has been one of the fantasy MVPs, and I don't really see a lot on Mateo's bench to kind of replace him. He does have he does have DJ Chark Jr. who has actually been amazing, 25 almost 19 18 he did have nine last week but those first three weeks dj chark looked amazing but i don't know if you're going to rely on dj chark to give you what eckler is giving i don't think you're going to rely on ronald jones you know ronald jones actually is getting more run he looks really good uh he's getting hunter henry back pretty soon i still like this team i think it's going to be a dangerous team i like what he has brandon cooks did get blown up this week i don't really know what's going to happen with that if if he uh, doesn't play this week he might have a little trouble uh this week in terms of it's going to be interesting with Melvin Gordon and Eckler he can play Shark there but now he doesn't have anyone to replace Eckler with I still like this team he he didn't really have a great week but he still had a, he had a good week he still had a good week put up 135 um you're not expecting to get four from OBJ probably was would have been closer to 150 uh, but on the flip, you know, and he also got negative one from his defense, but um, I'm not going to say that was unlucky because on the flip side, I also got negative one from my defense. Uh, I got 14 from my kicker. He got 13. That was kind of a wash. Um, 
I don't really know what's going on with Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. They feel like the they just have like no connection for whatever reason. DeAndre Hopkins put up 31 points week one, and in the last three weeks, he has less than that combined. I don't know what's going on. I ho- I wouldn't be surprised if he just blew up this week, and I and I'm singing a different tune next week, but. I was a little disappointed. I mean, I got 19 points combined, or 20 combined from Watson and Hopkins. Um, Tyler Boyd got me six. That was a was a weird game. That was a really weird game. Uh, that that uh, Pittsburgh versus Bengals game, but he'll bounce back. He he's been pretty solid for me. The, where I won this week, and it's about fucking time. My running back, so I really was feeling pretty good about Todd Gurley. Fournette and James Conner all got me 26 points each. Uh, Gurley, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, no touchdowns, but rushed for 225 yards. They've been really starting to feed him the ball, and I'm getting a little excited to see that because he's probably the best player on that team. They need to keep feeding him the ball, and if they do, I I like what I have there with him as my RB2. Um, James Conner, only played like 60-something percent of snaps and only got 10 carries, but he got a lot of catches. They were doing a lot of those like flip-forward passes, which I kind of like to see. Um, he scored. So I'm pretty happy with my RB trio if they I can get a little bit more of that. Will Disley was a huge pickup. Um, someone cut him, which was season-changing for me. Absolutely season-changing because I've been getting nothing out of my tight end position. So to get Will Disley, who has 40 has 70 points over the last four weeks has been huge for me and I I badly needed that uh Sterling Shepard's been really good for me um still have Fitz and Ty Williams on the bench Um, I I picked up uh Jalen Samuels thank god before the week started and I have AJ Green at some point whenever he he comes back I think that's gonna be big for me I just need to kind of stick around until he does because I think getting AJ I don't even know where I'd play him honestly but getting AJ Green is going to be uh, game changing for me. Um, it was a pretty close matchup. I put up one fifty three to one thirty five, but it, it felt a little closer than that. It kind of got away from uh, Mateo there in the second, the later games with Todd Gurley and uh, James Conner kind of going off. But that's kind of it for the last week recap. Um, what do I got here? Like fifteen minutes or so. I'm going to blow through this right now. We're going to do game picks pretty quick. Um, we got run CMC against the not okay team. I don't know. I want to I wanna take Jablin's team here, but I, th- I think I'm going to take Billy's team. I'm not really sure why. I just kind of have a weird feeling. Darren Waller might drop like 25. David Johnson... I don't know. I honestly don't really have a reason for it. I think Run CMC is the better team definitively, but I'm kind of going to take an upset here. I don't, you know, sometimes you don't have a reason. I'm pretty sure last week on the podcast, uh, Scott picked my team and he didn't have a reason for it other than just saying he thought Mateo was due for a loss. And uh, I don't know. I feel like this might be one of those weeks where we get an upset out of ZZ Pops, out of Zombil, and it kind of just muddies the waters for the rest of the league. And instead of uh, Jablin's team being 4-1, and one, it drops him to 3-2 there, where now a lot of teams are in the hunt with him. Um, 
I don't really have a reason for it. Just kind of a weird gut feeling. I also wouldn't be surprised if, if Billy dropped 90, though. I might have uh, jinxed him. We'll see. I'm going to take the not okay team, though. 139, 136. He just holds on after a week where he probably should have won but didn't. Maybe the fantasy gods are a little kind to him. We'll see about that one. But uh, I'm going to take ZZ, ZZ Pops in that one. Uh, Seth's perfect team versus touchdown my pants. Now, this one already had some players going, and this this match is, is actually currently projected to be within one point of each other. Seth had to start Rashad Penny or Rashad Penny. Not sure why. Oh, because Carrion was on. Seth, you still have an open bench spot. I'm not even going to spend any time on Seth's team. He has Ty Hill coming back at some point, but probably next week. Seth, I'm not spending any time on your team until you have a full roster. Um, Stern, Chris Carson looked amazing. You got seven out of Josh Myers. That was okay. Um, you're starting Sony Michelle, who it's kind of funny. Uh, ass eating season cut him for Jared Goff, who they now cut to pick up. I don't know, was it Eric Ebron? I think they picked up Eric Ebron. So I don't know how uh, they're feeling about that one. Sony hasn't really been that good, but um, I don't know. I wouldn't be thrilled with cutting my keeper that early in the year for a guy that we cut after one week in that one. Um, Stern, this was honest. You needed this matchup. Uh, I don't, I don't want to jinx you and say you're a hundred percent winning this, but you should, and you better win this week, especially on a week when you got Kenny Galladay on by. So you might get Saquon Barkley back this week. So this couldn't have been a better matchup for you because you might've lost to most other teams, but Seth's team is the team to play for you this week, get you to three and two on a week where obviously, Two of your best players aren't playing, whether it's through injury or bye. Um, I'm going to take Stern in this one. 128, uh, 113 in uh, one of the uglier matchups of the week. A matchup I don't really think any of us care too much about, but you got to pick it. Um, this is an, a match I'm actually excited about. I kind of wish I got this out before the Thursday night games because the Thursday night games certainly impacted this matchup a little bit. Uh, Phil against Ian, and I love this rivalry. This is quickly becoming my favorite, just anything of the league, just my favorite part of the league. The two of you guys cracked me up. Uh, the nice exchange you had like two weeks ago where you were calling him Helen Keller, who I see is his picture now, which I really like. That's uh, Ian's picture. Next week, this is uh, next year, I should say. I don't think there's anything more locked in than the fact that this is going to be uh, one of the rivalry week matchups. Um, Russell Wilson got him 30, got Phil 30. Great start there for Phil, who like could have also started Dak, but started Russell Wilson. Great uh, move there. Rob Woods got him 10. Other than um, last week, Robert Woods hasn't been great. He did have a 16-point week, but probably not what Phil was expecting. Uh, Ian just had Cooper Cup play, got him almost 27, which kind of canceled out the fact that uh, Russell Wilson went off. Uh, Ian's projected to win this one by 18. I don't know if it's going to be by that much, but I think I am going to take Ian in this one. It's hard to even predict because I don't even think Ian knows who he's starting. He has uh, Ridley and Curtis Samuel on the bench right now. Wouldn't be surprised if one of them ended up in his lineup. I don't know who he'd be even taking out, but... Again, it feels like one of those weeks where I don't know if we're going to have a team start 5-0. and 
Um, I'm not rooting against you, Phil, but I kind of want to see just a more competitive league in terms of the standings. I would like to see um, Ian get this win and kind of just, like what I said earlier, kind of muddy the waters for the rest of the league where now it's kind of like we're all like right there with each other. Um, make every week really important. And I guess, you know what, you can't win them all. Cooper Cup uh, really having a big week. It's kind of unfortunate that Phil is without Devontae Adams because obviously uh, Ian has uh, Scantling who could be in for a big week there. I'm going to take uh, Ian in a pretty high-scoring matchup. I think 165-156. Uh, Phil, I don't know if you can complain about this one if you do lose in a close matchup after putting some points up last week. Was uh, I think you'd agree you probably you won a matchup you didn't think you were going to win. Uh, Ian, watch out for that reverse jinx, though. If you see it, don't take the bait. Please promise me you don't take the bait. If if he tells you the matchup is over, it's not always. It, it, you didn't hear no bell. That, you know, to quote South Park, I didn't hear no bell. It's not over till it's over. Don't take the bait. Um, anyone else who tries the reverse jinx, please don't take the bait on that one. Don't walk right into a loss. Um, but Ian, yeah, I like your team in this one. I think this is going to be probably the matchup I watch the most other than my own matchup this week. Um, next, I think this is going to be a really good matchup, actually. The projection, we have two two week, two matchups that are within a point of each other in terms of, of the projection. We got Mateo against Ass Eaton Season. Uh, Mateo's, Mateo's team was okay. I mean, he had three players play. Uh, Lockett had 14.3. He had one of the the best touchdown catchers I've seen in a long time. But honestly, I think the throw from Russell Wilson was even better. I, I, I texted Seth, actually. I was like, what was better, the throw or the catch? I don't know. I think maybe the throw by a little bit going opposite way you know, from your dominant throwing hand. But uh, that, that touchdown was big because he actually only got 14, and most of that was right there. Uh, Greg DeLeg getting him 12 points had a chance to make it 17 or or 16 there at the end just missed that kick who knows that actually might end up deciding this matchup uh a little unfortunate cooks got him like six and a half kind of got cooks got blown the fuck up only caught one pass and honestly that might have that play might have been the only ball he caught he had a pretty long rush other than that but if mateo does uh lose it might be because cooks kind of kind of shit the bed a little bit and six points i don't know we'll we'll kind of see but i like ass eating seasons team but like i said i don't know something's a little off especially when they don't have wayne gallman that's going to be tough when, when saquon comes back um it looks good on paper but it's not played on paper that's the problem i had uh, losing two in a row. I was like, my team looked good, but I don't know what to do about it. But it's, you know, you can, you just play the team that you put out there and it it looks good until it isn't. Uh, I do think, you know what? I honestly don't even know what I think. This is a really close matchup. Murray versus Brady is going to be a close one. Uh, Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper versus Beckham and Cooks. I expect, uh, Scott's team to win that one. Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry against Melvin Gordon and Gallman. I think Mateo wins that one just because Gordon probably isn't getting a full workload yet. But uh, Hooper versus Ebron, I'm definitely taking Hooper. Uh, Godwin against Eckler, though, it's hard to say. I think I'm probably taking Godwin even 
it's tough to say what we're going to get out of Eckler, even though he's been like the best running back in fantasy. I'm going to take Godwin by maybe by a little. It's mostly a wash. Devontae Freeman against Lockett, who got 14. That's probably about a wash or so. Uh, it's it's going to be really close. I think it's going to come down to the wide receivers here for Scott with Michael Thomas and Amari Cooper. I think Gallman and Melvin do just enough to wash uh, Cook and Henry, although I wouldn't be surprised if Dalvin Cook just gashed the fuck out of the, the Giants this week. Uh, Henry does have a match, tough matchup against Buffalo. And Gallman actually does have a tough one against Minnesota. But I'm gonna there's a reason this one's projected within a point. I'm gonna take Aston season in a really close one. Takes him to two and three, takes Mateo to three and two. I this is actually one of the toughest times I've ever had picking a matchup. I think it's gonna be really close. I think Ass Eaton season one forty one, uh Shake and Bake one thirty in a in a really close one. This one might come down to one of the to mo- the Monday night game, honestly, uh, where they just uh, where it's Odell against Robbie Gold. Wouldn't be surprised if Scott had a bit of a lead there, but enough where it's close enough where Odell, if he has a big week, uh, you never know. Uh, pr- honestly, pretty good Monday night game. I'm looking forward to that Cleveland against San Francisco. And that brings us to the last matchup of the week. I don't really want to pick this one, and I'm not going to pick this one because it's my team. But I had a pretty decent start there. I'm projected to win by 11 and a half or so. I got 18.7 out of Gurley. Pretty happy with that. Um, Disley got me almost 13. Pretty happy with that. I got 31 and a half combined from the two of them. Uh, pretty happy with that. It's more than they were projected. I do think this is going to be a good one, though. I think... If I do lose, it's going to be because I think Kelsey destroys uh, the Colts this week. Just absolutely destroys them, and he happens to have Mahomes as well. I don't know. I got a feel. I think, is that the Sunday night game? It looks like the Sunday night game. I got a feeling I'm going to be watching this game, and I, you know, I'll, I'll probably have a little bit of a lead at the least because he's got... Yeah, he's got three guys playing on this Sunday night game. Mahomes, Kelsey, and Butker. So I'm sure I'll have a lead. If I don't, then it's 100% over. But I'll be watching this like, oh, fuck. Like, I could be up 100 and still not win with the... Uh, maybe exaggerating it a little. But you know what I mean with Mahomes and Kelsey, what I'm expecting from the two of them this week. And then Butker uh, has been really solid. Uh, pretty sure all of my guys play at 10, uh, the 1 a.m. Yeah, every single one of my guys play at 1 1 a 1 p.m. I really don't like that. It's one of those where my whole team is done, and I'm just gonna be watching from there on out. Uh, most of his guys play at one as well, actually, other than those guys for Sunday night. So, yeah, I'm not gonna pick this week. Doesn't really matter. Uh, whoever this is actually an important matchup because this is fifth versus sixth. A chance for uh, us to not only pick up a game on each other. But I think I'm like 14 points back of Foster. I'm 11 points back of Foster. So obviously, if I win this week, points-wise, you know, we're going to be neck and neck, you know, depending on how close that matchup is. And if he wins, not only does he pick up a game, but he's going to pick up some more points. It'd be harder for me to pass him. It's still pretty early in the year, but it's that point where I'm starting to think about points and uh, trying to stay close. Um I got like a little less than 90 seconds left. I was going to do some waivers, 
Um, there really wasn't anything too interesting this week other than Phil putting in 25 for Breda. Uh, second highest bid was actually 11 from Stern's team who put in 11. After that, there really wasn't anything else notable other than uh, that 25. Um, how much How much do you got left there, Phil? Uh, Phil's got 30 left. We're down to the final 60 seconds here. This I don't really have anything else. This I think this is kind of a big week. Um, even though it's only week five, you got there's some teams that kind of have a chance to separate at the top. There's the top three kind of have really have a chance to separate a little bit from the that teams in the like six to ten range. And if they all win, they're looking at potentially two, and if you're Phil, maybe three games on some of these teams. So I'm excited for this week. Just remember, for those of you who actually listened this far. Uh, if you do make a trade after this point, you can't keep any of those players, you know, if you make it after Monday. So if you're trying to make any trades for any keepers, even if it's low-key, do it now while you can. Uh, good luck, everyone, this week. I think this is going to be a wild week. I'm honestly expecting a couple of upsets. So uh, I'll see you next week with Billy on the uh, podcast. And uh, until next time.